0: Our second speaker is uh, Dr. Uh, is Jason Sukran, who mm-hmm. is a certified internal auditor and uh, chartered uh, public accountant, businessman, and creator of ChutneyMusic.com. His website is fast becoming the first virtual uh, Chutney en- encyclopedia in the world, which attracts as many as 50,000 new visitors every month. Jason now lives in Canada and is in marketing Chutney Music around the globe welcome jason and please uh the floor is yours
1: all right thank you very much everyone um it was really an honor to hear from um dr allah i've been a a big fan for many years i don't want to give away her age but um um yeah yeah um i believe her brother's name is philip right i've been a fan of his for a long time as well and i had a big crush on her sister the one who has the um the the flower in her hair. Oh uh, with the curly okay. hair. Yeah. yeah, as a as a young as a young man, not again, right?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. So as um as doctor was saying, well, Priya you could ask Doctor Jason, I mean I could go and do the doctorate if I want, but I didn't really Time I didn't, does
3: not see,
1: turn I didn't see that. Sorry. <laughs> that's no okay, Doctor Jason. <laughs> uh, uh, that's fine. Um. Yes. So as Doctor was saying in the earlier um, part of her very, very well, she reminds me of Juanita's presen- presentation last time when they come with all this PowerPoint and thing. As like, wait, these people are doing the homework, boy. <laughs> um. Yeah. So she said that uh, the melding of the cultures where you have three basic language you have um hindustani spanish and english right if you were to go from a market 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 market, market perspective um that's roughly four to five billion speakers right so that is the the business case for for singing chutney parang and um let me, face, let, me, let me face facts, it song sexy, right? Pretty sexy. So, you know, Spanish is the arguably the second most sexy language, French being the first, right? And um, it has a pretty good following. So, uh, I'm not going to talk too long today because last time I didn't get to, to answer a lot of questions that was coming in. And uh, so a couple of you guys reached out to me um from the first presentation, for those of you all, first time you are here that um, I presented last time on a business case for Chutney music uh, and the use of the language, right? Um, someone, just to clarify one thing before we move on about Chutney Parang, someone said 150 million viewers a month. No, not uh, 150. If I was getting 150, Million, I'd probably be, I don't know, Zuckerberg would I probably buy me out already, right? It's 2 million. Two million visitor visitors um, reach every month and growing. Probably we could get the 150 million in a time, you know? Um, so Parang, where has it gone? So Dr. Alad said, uh, give you like the, the, the beginnings, um, but actually now, and she touched on Charlene Bodram, right? So Charlene is quite a, a big woman right now. But do you know that in 2020, there is a person with Charlene Budram type um, appeal? Her name is uh, Caitlin Sultan. She's only six years old and she sang a song about Christmas dalpourri, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're saying anything related to doubles or roti, that tends to resonate well with... um, Probably anybody, because who everyone likes food, right? Yes. And um, did I get the admin? Um, yes. So it, for those of you all who listening, clearly you know what you're trying to say, but you know how it's sounding, right? So um, that's a Panamanian guy. So I will stop here for now, and we will take the questions. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Thank you, Jason. Um, uh, I also want to apologize uh, on behalf of uh, Dr. Visham Bimol, uh, he would have his presentation tonight, but, uh, for some reason he could not join us today. So, um, we will go to the question and answer part. But before heading up there, I want to, um, thank, uh, Mr. Gabriel Pate. He is, uh, um, from Belize in, in, in the audience amongst us and, uh, He's always, uh, joining us. So, um, thank you, uh, for being here tonight. Um, so now we are heading up to the question, and comments and contributions part. And, um, I hope we can, uh, um, keep it short and, uh, briefly. Any questions? Are there questions? If there are no questions, you're also allowed to give a comment.
4: Yeah. I, I can, I, I can comment. Yeah. Yes, um, Jason, that last one by the Panamanian, you know when I listen to the beat, that one doesn't have the Parang beat. It is more Calypso when you listen to the, so it doesn't have the Parang element in it, but just the Panamanian. And you know, you, you made an interesting comment, Jason, because the Parang purists in Trinidad do not like the obscene kind of Parang because Parang was never meant to be that. When the Coco Piles came, they brought Christmas parang, which was something more religious. You are given a gift of song to yeah. your neighbor. You're quite correct because when, the,
1: they paramin, yes. when they go Paramin, when they go paramen, you don't hear that kind of um,
4: no. let's so say smut.
1: You know, yes, you don't sir. hear that smut. And this, you is hear the,
4: yes, the pure. and this is why I really love what Masip Gosain said because, even though he whatever he thinks, you you can still distinguish between what something should be and then and, and what others do. You know, there's a place and time. So this is with the Soca plan because Parang itself, you wouldn't sing any smut in Spanish. You you will sing secular good songs based on the river or or something as a sheep, La Sabana Blanca, etc. Because we didn't hear it, secular songs, but because of Calypso, and as I said, that double or ton. So people go with that, they mix the music, and, and I guess it has its place for those who love that. So Bert,
0: there is yeah. one question from the audience. Uh, I guess uh, Mr. Jalaluddin Khan is asking, how can this music be documented as a book and be taught and training the fellow?
4: That's a wonderful thing.
0: Who can answer this
1: one? I will answer it. Uh, <laughs> in order to, to, to learn about this, you can read that in a book. You need to go, come to Trinidad, go in a parang session. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> when I go in a session and you hear this music, go Paramin. the The mountain terrain is terrible. I get frightened every time I go, but it is worth it. Go to all these little Param. I probably went like a million parent fits, you know. And um, you need to, to 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 really immerse in in anything if you're learning language or or culture, come and 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 and, and experience it. Also, I own I own Paramusic.com, so I could probably bring that up and. Use that as a virtual library, but uh, I never really saw the, 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 the need for it as yet, you know. But we could see. I'll okay, take it is, over. Uh,
3: can some... I make a comment, please? Yeah. Can I make a comment, please? Yes, go on. Okay. So, um, I am from the village of Lopino, which is one of the original... Um, Parang site, right? What I remember of Parang, I'm not saying it is, this is Badogut that we moved away. I'm just kind of reminding people where it came from. What I remember is, I guess, four o'clock in the morning, the Paranderos are walking up our driveway. I don't know if a lot of people know that this is this is the original Parang. These are villagers that we know, they get together, they come with their, their quatro and their shakshaks. Then we are hearing them coming up. We are getting out of our beds. They knock on the door. They come in. Um, they sing the the madrugadas, which is the early morning songs in honor of the newborn child. So they have separate songs that they sing at different times of the of the day. The morning you get the madrugadas. The, the dawn is breaking. So they're singing about the dawn is breaking. The child is born. I remember also. Um, There's a special song that they sing to the mother of the house. So I was a child. I remember they put my grandmother, my mother to sit down and they serenade them because motherhood is being serenaded, right? It is is the Virgin Mary becoming a mother. Every mother is special, right? So... And you know, and so on and so on. And as the day goes on, now when the parandero comes, when they come, you bring, you give them something to eat. You give them. Usually, they only have one drink because they go from house to house to house. So they say only one drink at this house. They have a drink. They have something to eat. Sometimes people from your home would go with them, right? And then they go through the day. And by the time the afternoon and the evening, everybody is a little drunk. They've been drinking. And then the songs start to get, you know, a little more spicy and a little more, you know, the beat comes up a little more. But I just wanted to say that there was a whole, you know, a whole process that went on, you know, and you jump into the Parang now. Sometimes that sort of thing gets lost. And you know, nothing is wrong with the blending. I completely enjoy it. I enjoy the integration of both types of, of different types of music that are distinctly Trinidadian. But I didn't want this session to end without me making a contribution because. Uh, That is coming from someone who has experienced this kind of parang. So, thank you. Thank you. Any other questions?
5: I'd like to make a comment, please. Uh, I want to thank the contributors uh, for speaking about parang. Uh, I've heard about this before, so this this is the first time I'm learning about it, so thank you. Um, I would make a suggestion, however, uh, that we take time to learn to pronounce the words correctly. Okay. Um, uh, the word "Bhojpuri," for example, was mispronounced. So it's "Bho," bha, it's a heavy H there, and it's not "Bhojpuri." It's "Bho," "Bho," "Bhojpuri." Okay. Similarly, uh, the the Indian drum uh, is called a "Dholak." Oh. A dholak okay and um, I, the word is bhajan it's, that's a religious uh, hindustani expression so it's bhajan not bhajan so i think it's very important yeah we do have blending um, but uh, i think it's really important for us to appreciate to do some homework and appreciate the roots and where these words come from and um, i think if, when we do that this blending will become even more enriching
0: Thank you. Any other questions or comments?
1: Yeah, now is the time to all make all the comments. Come on, there are plenty of time. 15 minutes. let will do this thing.
0: Yeah, everyone can make a comment and the participa- uh, participants. Uh, any comments out there? Vanita, Ifona, I see Brinsley, Rosanne, Tara, Devanant. Any comments?
2: Um, If I can ask a simple question, um, where are these musicians trained at? On which country? Are they trained locally? Um to play music for the Parang and et cetera. Where are they trained and who trained them?
4: I think, well, I I will answer. Most Paranderos have learned by imitation. When the Venezuelans came, they didn't learn formal music, but imitation from their ancestors. They were taught the quachos come from these people who played it and they just imitated and continue like that. But right now, in Trinidad, people are more versed in music, and they are studying formal Western music, like the piano. So this can now enhance, I don't know if I should say enhance, because you know, sometimes when we learn formal music, sometimes we could lose that rustic touch. But So what I'll say now is that we have a combined approach now, but people have workshops, and Quatro, um, these instruments are being taught. Sometimes, just to keep that, that Venezuelan touch, we have the embassy, Venezuelan embassies, who provide you know, that kind of activity for Paranderos. And they come and they learn the different kinds of coming, different kinds of music. So this is actually what is happening on the scene. <laughs>
5: so um, there's,
2: there is no school, like an academy, to train people. Ah sadly name.
4: lacking no academy Still no, no academy for this music So,
2: <laughs> I, i'm getting ready. How how hi how do we... go ahead, go ahead. Thank, go you. Ahead. thank you thank you i just wanted to know that how much of gypsy music uh, especially spanish gypsy music has crept into uh, this soca, uh, soccer chutney and uh, and the paranga music.
4: I wouldn't doubt that somebody you all know gypsy kings. I think it's something in that we were singing and somebody spoke about that same thing, that element. You, you know what happens when we hear music and we are open, we imbibe it. It becomes part of us. I guess this has been part of my sort of liking for Chutney because we grew up in Maruga and you hear these melodies and you don't have to go anywhere. It's like what Jason said, is immersion. So you actually live in it. So you will dance in your home. There's something that can never be learned intellectually. Sometimes your music is concerned. So when you have to Produce it, it just flows. You can, then people can go and learn, and they might produce something that is stiff. So, this gypsy element probably has crept in, uh, maybe from the Venezuelan connection, because remember, Spain Latinized the Americas. So, we have this. We went to Puerto Rico, and they said we were singing their music. We went Cuba. Same thing. So we have this link. So sometimes when you check, you might find a piece of this, a piece of this and in this music that you never knew existed. And I guess this is what ongoing research, this is what makes ongoing research exciting. We cannot really say something is. We can continue to explore. So I really appreciate that comment because I heard it already. Maybe the gypsy element somehow in the music.
3: Okay, thank,
2: thank you. you. Any more Pri- questions? Priya, if I can
1: ask a question. Yes, um, please. Uh, the recent um, uh, Venezuelan migrants who have been coming over the uh, recent few years, can they understand the variety of Spanish that is sung in the Parang and do they identify with Parang? Francisca, maybe. To so whom who yeah, who is your question? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm asking Francisca. And, yes,
4: okay. Uh, yeah. That is an excellent question, because actually we have one, I know about one Venezuelan. She said she came and she knew nothing about paranda because Venezuela is big. We have all kinds of music and it actually came from Oriente, which is a typical type of paran that other people in Venezuela might not even know very well. We have llaneros, we have gaita, all different kinds. So they come from everywhere, but they are few if they come from Tucupita because I know some Venezuelans they can identify and they can and they will know if we are singing correct Spanish. But you remember we spoke about education, right now, Spanish is very correct. Whereas before, it was more a dialect like our Canada dialect, perfectly correct dialect with acceptable things like saying um, pecado for pescado. And you'll find that in Daisy Boise, where you don't have to pronounce the end of the words, but that is the way they speak. But we know when we compose, we have become, we learn Spanish, and we say pescado. So these things are changing it a bit. I I wouldn't say whether it's good or bad, but because education does that. But when you just listen and imitate, it is only then you can carry, you know, a dialect, you know, from generation to generation. That has changed somewhat. So these Venezuelans, because it's correct Spanish, and they will just say, well, um, you all are singing um, Castellano. They wouldn't say Espanol. What they speak they call it Espanol, but they, but they know Castellano is more like closer to Spain, like we learn the Spanish, and we also call it Castellano, you speak Castellano. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, sure, yes. sure. May
2: I, may I make a comment, please? Yes, um, please. Very often we forget our original original inhabitants of our country, <clears throat> the First Nations people. And my understanding in history is that they produced a song called Carretu or Carietu. And <clears throat> it was appropriated when there was an influx of of, um, of Venezuelans. It had nothing to do, their song had nothing to do with Christi- Christian beliefs or Anything. And moving on to the fact that this appropriation made linkages, you know, people, people did this out of love for each other in a way. It wasn't, it wasn't like a political uh, uh, appropriation. However, I, I look at all this, the pattern of our music where we throw out which something that might be 100% Indian and make it Trinidadian. As a form of decolonization, and we pay very little attention to these practices of decolonization, which bring about innovation. And innovation is the the the, 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 peak, the peak for us is a pan, and we have completely ignored the brilliance of people producing music, not only from voice but technologically speaking. We have completely. Have Abandoned, taking it for granted. Till today, we do not have a government-declared national instrument. We have nothing to back up that that instrument called PAN, which came from people who were undereducated. And as I said, it's not only musically, but technically. Tech- technologically, technologically, that we should give a lot of praise. Thank you very much.
1: Well, technically, it's the Japanese who own PAN, eh? So um, I don't know how... Please do not
2: say that I'll fight. (laughs) Don't say that. Uh, We own PAN. And um, with a small group of people, we're trying to carry this thing forward. We need that act of parliament. The flag has an act of parliament. The flowers have an act of parliament. But Pan doesn't have an act of power. Can you all tell me why? And I would love to know that people would jump on this bandwagon for 2021. We want Pan
1: back. Back yeah
2: one pan to be really our national instrument
1: so going back to what dr Alad was saying in the early right about product producing this and we produce that and we produce all these different types of genres and all these great creations and what we do with it bleh. we ain't do nothing with it anything at all right so why there's a lack of policy policy drives innovation and no i shouldn't say innovation policy drives preservation and when the japanese took pan and run with it only they realized oh wait now we're losing pan you know and that is where we we need we need a government push not to say chastising any p- p- particular government but let's face fact the yeah, oil is gone we could easily export with culture, full stop. Thank you,
0: Jason. Maybe you could place uh one or two of the chutney songs for us uh, the chutney prime songs.
1: Well, I know about chutney, but um, I was making you a case play, for you
0: can play anything and then we can right. end it. Yeah, so
1: making a case for immersion, right? I want to show you the kind of parties it have This is our old party, but it is still applicable today. And uh, we didn't play any of our music, it's Daisy there that for us growing up in Trinidad back in the day, uh, we only had one television station, and when you see Auntie Daisy come on the the, the TV, you know it's Christmas because I would be scrubbing step and painting and it. Right, so I'm gonna play play a, a video by um by Auntie Daisy, God Rest her Soul, and um, check out the vibe.